TheOAMNetwork.com. Hey guys, not all athletes are created equal. Individual programs are the best way to reach your full athletic potential, but they're expensive. We've created a training system that allows us to test you and place you into one of our program designs based on your strengths and weaknesses. Because of this, you can get the full effect of an individualized program without the cost. So go check it out under programs at garageathletes.com. Hello, everybody. It is Justin, and when you hear my voice, you know that it's time for another Garage Athletes podcast. Hopefully, you guys have uh, tuned in, uh, into us, not for the first time, but if you have, welcome aboard. Uh, today, we have a, uh, a topic um, that is adults only. This is an adults only podcast. You think that's going to get viewers if I say, for the adults only? No, no. So basically, what we're talking about, we're talking about Masters athletes and we're not talking about like masters like uh masters of the universe and he-man we're talking about masters as of age for weightlifting so depending on what sport you're in 35 40 above or whatever you know what there is um there is an entire growing i don't want to say industry but i guess there's an there's an entire kind of force that's that's growing bigger and bigger as we get you know people that are at that age wanting to um, wanting to compete more. So we just happen to have two very high level masters weightlifters here with us. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves, but uh, just to give you their names, we got Donovan Conrad and Aisha. I always be, I'm not even going to try. I always get your last name wrong. Sakola. Sakola. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Sakola. There you go. All right. So um, let's start off with ladies first. Let's, Aisha, tell us a little bit about your background um, for everybody you know who, who doesn't know who you are. Okay. Um, I'm from Turkey originally. Um, I came to the United States when I was 21 years old. Um, I have a background of swimming. I started swimming when I was five years old, and I swam up until I was 17, 18 years old. Um, and then came United States, uh, totally different background, being in the culinary, uh, worked in the restaurants and hotels. Um, got into CrossFit at 2013 in March, and, um, and with started at the garage, started CrossFit, um, and then introduced to uh, Olympic lifting 2014, right after the Open, um, and straight, I just fall in love with the sport and so what has done into my body and how it changed my body um that's that's where it started yeah and so you uh your your largest ask you know so you guys do both of you guys do um weightlifting solely now as, as you're training mm-hmm. um kind of background so what is uh so your your highest rank you did the pan american championships yep. um this past year mm-hmm. and you got bronze in your division yep. So pretty awesome. Went all the way to the Pan American Championships, and, and Donovan actually um, brought home silver in his division. So both guys, you guys aren't slums. It's not like you're just two, you know, old fogies that's picked up a barbell and, and, and you're trying to do it. You know, you guys have some accolades behind you. But I, Ishay, I want to talk more. Obviously, you have mm-hmm. this amazing thick accent that I, that mm-hmm. I always I, I love so much. And um, how long have you actually been in the states? And um, and to what level did you take swimming um, when you were in Turkey? Because you were actually a pretty high-level swimmer in, in, in yeah. Turkey, right? Um, I went to the national team in Turkey. Um, I was um, around 14, 15 years old. Um, it, it was very intense. Um, 
I remember being at uh, waking up at eight, nine years old at five in the morning. My mom would take us to swimming. I would train, um, you know, and then at the PM after we get off get off school, we would go back training again. Um, it was it was pretty intense uh, because my mom was so passionate and she really wanted it to take it to another level. So and that carried on on me. So it's it's interesting to hear that because there's almost kind of. Um you know, I don't want to say cliche or, or something, you know, like other countries like Turkey or maybe like, say, Bulgaria or Russia, just their sports programs at, at a youth level is a lot more intense. As, at least that's what you hear. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we hear that as Americans. It's like, oh, you should go overseas and this and that or whatever. And I think a lot of people kind of shrug it off. But mm-hmm. but you're saying that's actually pretty true. They were pretty even as a swimmer, yeah. you know, in in in. Um, you know, in school, they were they were rough on you guys. Yes, it was. My coach was very rough too. I mean, at the end of the training, he was very sweet. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah, it's not like they're whipping you oh, with no, something. No, no, no. But, but like, like he was very like very strict, um, and he would no emotions. Uh, like you, you as a ten year old child, you want to go play? Nope, we're gonna go swim. Yeah. Cold swim, jump right in and start swimming. And he had this blue eyes. Will will like see through you like yeah. you would be like oh my god oh he's here okay all right we better get in the line <laughs> yeah you no know. bs like no, you, you no, know like you, you yeah. don't let him but that's that I mean that's part of being a good coach is mm-hmm. you know insert uh, asserting your authority mm-hmm. for sure um now do you think that played a lot into your kind of your your, your your mannerisms not you're not your mannerisms but you know the character that that you developed later on in life and being able to have those kind of good habits and those those very solid, rigid um, kind of, um, you know, just day-to-day schedules. Yes, it did. Uh, I'm, I'm, I consider myself very disciplined and structured. Um, not like a military person, but um, feel very, feel very uh, disciplined in that matter. Uh, you know, if you if uh, start in a very young age, growing up that way, um, it, it automatically becomes your routine as you're growing older too. Um, and it affected on my weightlifting uh, uh, discipline as well. Like I would, I would get up in here, even though the class was at ten fifteen. I would get here at nine thirty, start warming up, start, start stretching. Like I knew what to expect, what I needed to do. So yeah, yeah if, if you're on time, you're late, so to speak. Exactly. That, that's I mean that's that should be the one of the mindsets of a champion for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, and going over to you, Donovan, you had you had a very kind of structured regimen, you know, growing up as well. You were in, you were in the military, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, before that, I I didn't really have structure. And, <laughs> you were a hippie and, and was were not you kind of like an eighties hippie. Yeah. Man? If anybody, go check out Donovan Conrad on social media. I don't know if you have a private or not, but you have some <laughs> of the best Throwback Thursday pictures. Ever. I've never seen anybody with more like luxurious hair, and I'm sure he's probably embarrassed <laughs> by him, but I'm jealous of him. Yeah, so uh yeah, I wasn't into sports, wasn't uh didn't do anything uh prior to the military. So the the joining the Marine Corps was kind of a, you know, a good kick in the butt for me to uh get get things in order and and get me into shape and now that's been 20 years ago. Now, so was, but was was the military forced on you? No, or, okay. No. So that was something you felt like you needed to do. Yeah, what, was, what drew you to the Marines of all places? Uh, cuz I kind of figured if I was gonna do it, I might as well do Go the, all one, the, way. the one that I thought would be the hardest. Did yeah. you feel like Polly Shore and in, in the army no, now no, going no. in there? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. That's an obscure but, uh, 80s reference <laughs> movie, sorry. <laughs> 
But uh, so after that, um, I kind of became a slug again. Didn't wasn't didn't work out much or or very sporadically over the years. So it wasn't until uh, late two thousand eight when I found the garage and uh, started CrossFit that I really, you know, and that's after looking. You know, I I saw forty coming and thought, oh geez, I'm I got to do something before it gets too late. So uh, so been doing CrossFit since late two thousand eight. Uh, and then started uh, weightlifting at the same time as Ishay around what was it, you said after the open yep, in twenty fourteen yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah so yeah. so you guys I mean you were doing the lifts before then obviously right and, but yeah. and you know under the scope of CrossFit and not solely as you know just snatch clean and jerk as as your training regimen right and that's one thing I I mean I loved CrossFit and uh, and that changed my life big time but one frustrating thing is you know, being weak was my weakness. And so I, I was pretty good with uh, body weight movements and things like that, but I just always struggled with, with the weights. So that was one thing that drew me to, to weightlifting is I one be much more efficient and two just get stronger. Yeah. Well, and also for you, you know, you're going up against guys in CrossFit under the guys of CrossFit. You're, you're thinking about, you're thinking about just how much weight can you lift when you're talking about strength. You know, there's not weight classes in CrossFit yet, at least not under the the open moniker. Um, you know, there are other, you know, like if you talk about Rush Club and stuff like that, they have heavy weights and stuff. But, you know, just in CrossFit, it's like, okay, well, that guy snatches 200 pounds. Yeah, but he weighs 230. So he's like, meanwhile, if you weigh 160 pounds and you're snatching 170, you know, you know, under under the umbrella of CrossFit, that guy's going to win every single time. But, you know, when it comes to weight classes, it's more about, you know, how much percentage of your body weight can you actually lift? Um, so it wasn't that you were weak generally, not, not comparatively to your body, but you, you know, you were a, you know, how, how tall are you? Just so everybody five, knows. Seven. Five, seven. And when yeah. you're doing CrossFit, you weigh less than you do now. Right. So what, what, what were you at? Like 165. Yeah, 165. So now in 2008, five, seven, 165 was actually kind of the weight to be. You know what I mean? Like that, that's actually kind of where you wanted to be, but, um, now it's not, you know, I mean, in in the 2011, 12, you know, the guys that are going to the games, I think the average, they say it is like one, I think it was two Oh six. So the guys at the games now or something like that. And Mm -hmm. they're like five, 10, five, 11. So, you know, that is, you know, it's a little bit smaller for CrossFit now. So, um, how did that, did that influence you at all when you went into weightlifting? You're like, Oh wow. It's, it's just a percentage or, I mean, you mean oh like did, did it like obviously you don't do crossfit anymore right um how did you fall in yeah let me rephrase it how did you fall in love with weightlifting to the point where you're like man i'm gonna do this solely and then i want to ask you this as well I yeah that's i don't know i mean i just because i did originally think like oh i'll just go do this for a while to get better at it and then i'll go back to crossfit and at some point it was pretty quick i think it was you know within the first uh, couple of months i thought man this is just so much fun and i had no desire and i don't know i still love crossfit it's in the back of my head and i always think that one day maybe i'll go back to it but i just have so much more to accomplish in weightlifting that i i uh you know i have no time frame for it but it, it happened quickly i think that my fell my falling in love with weightlifting and and uh, wanting to pursue it came yeah. pretty quick. Aisha, what what would you say about that? Was it kind of the same thing? Yep, it was kind of the same thing. And also um, feeling and being 35 and a master's athlete and you're actually 
I don't know. It, it's not an ego thing, but it made me feel so much better about when the 22-year-old cannot back squat as you are back squatting. Yeah, yeah. You know, that um, that made me feel better about myself. I feel like, okay, you know what? I am old, older to this age group, yeah. but I still can do as they can do. Like, it made me feel better about myself. And, um, <clears throat> and I just just gotten stronger you know and that was that was me versus me you know i wanted it to of course personal record like break your own personal record you know and and that that was like kind of fish hook you know you would yeah. throw the fish hook and i wanted to reach to my goal to my goal so i always put those uh goals throw those goals in front of me yeah. to that to was get a carrot in front e- of you so exactly to speak. Yeah, exactly the, yeah so i mean you were talking about um so I want to talk about specifically masters competing mm-hmm. and, and your thoughts and you know both you guys are in the master division and, and Donovan you are what what division are you at? how old I'm, are you now uh, forty five to forty nine forty five to forty nine so we won't say how old you are but you're forty five to forty I'm on the younger side, <laughs> on the younger side. <laughs> and I say. 35 to 40. Yeah, 35, mm-hmm. also on the younger side, right? Mm-hmm, yes. So it's, you know, was it appealing to you to be on on the youngest in your age group? Was that kind of cool when you first started? Because 35 is when, when it kind of first starts. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you said, were you 35 when you first started weightlifting? Or I can't remember if. N- no, uh, well, to tell, I was 34. You were 34. Yep, so I yeah, you're going to be. 35. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what were your thoughts going into that? You're like, man, you know, because you wanted to compete, but you understood, like you said, you know, you're going against people that are 10, 15 years younger yeah, than you yep. that have been doing it longer than you mm-hmm. as well. So um, were you excited about going into the master's division or were you bummed out about it? Because I think a lot of times some people see the master's division as like, well, I don't want to do that because it's almost it's like it's conceding to age. Yeah. Yeah. But did you you didn't view it as that? No, though, did I you? didn't view it as that because I know where I was belong to. And I knew that it was it will be unrealistic for me to try to qualified for nationals at a 75 or 75 plus you know and um and masters there's nothing wrong with the being in the masters decision uh, division you know um it's still you're there's still qualifying totals you're still getting qualified um you still need to meet the requirements so um i never i was actually looking forward to turn 35 so i could go compete at the masters and now i'm actually want to be more older and lift heavier <laughs> you know like i want to go to the 40 yeah. i want to get older very quickly you know <laughs> well, well speaking of speaking of uh getting older um so how do you see obviously you guys aren't old you're just old for weightlifting yes. right um, how do you see this going in? Because you know they have divisions all the way up into the '60s and things like that. Do you see this as being um, something that you're going to do as you know to try and defy death, or or is this just something that you're doing now? And and I mean, is it something that you want to continue to do? And what are your thoughts on people that that you know continue to compete into that age? You know, do you think it it adds to their lives, or do you think it takes away from their lives? Oh, it definitely adds. Yeah, yeah, definitely adds. adds. Okay. The, the adrenaline and the 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 it adds. So, um, but going into that, you know, like as far as injuries go, obviously, as we get older, injuries become more prevalent. Even if we're smart, um, so I mean, is that something that how prevalent is that? And how do you guys approach that when you um, you know, when you have these nagging issues and all these different things like that? And, um, and and how do you think that? Obviously, you can't speak for someone who's 60, but it doesn't get better as mm-hmm. we get older, obviously, right? So what, what do you guys do specifically to try and, um, to try and stay injury-proof? Well, uh, 
that's been tough for me. Uh, not that I get injured a lot, but, but I do train with younger people and I want to keep up with them. So, uh, which that can help me, but it can also be a problem if I'm not careful, you know, cause I do have to realize that maybe I have some limitations and, and have to maybe can't train as hard or, or every day, like some of these, the younger guys can. So, so that's been a learning thing and I'm still figuring it out. And I have had some never haven't had any major injuries, but have had some nagging things that I've had to work through and, uh, and just focus more you know, I hate stretching and mobility. It's a, you know, it's kind of an afterthought all the time. And I've, and I've been able to get away with that for years and I've got to realize, or I'm, I am realizing more and more that I'm, I have to focus on it and I can't, can't think of it as an afterthought. It's got to be a priority, uh, if I want to be around in the sport. Exactly. Because if you don't think about it, then it's going to stop you from eventually it, you know, you'll have to think about it because it'll stop you from doing what you love. Right. And there has been points where, yeah, something's gotten bad. A, a nagging thing has gotten bad enough where I had to s- stop training for a week or something. And I don't like when that happens. So, yeah, if I can stay ahead of it and uh, and keep with the mobility stuff, then I can avoid ever having to, to uh, take an unexpected rest day. Yeah. And I, Shay, you, you are someone who, who came in, um, and, and obviously there's probably a little bit more backstory that needs to be told about you as far as, you know, you you had lost a you lost a lot of weight, mm-hmm. and you had some mobility mobility issues, probably from the weight that you had that that you, you had lost, yep. and um, just positional issues that you've had to and are still overcoming. So, um, you know, what is your like we said? You're very you're a very you know regimen oriented person. So, you know what what does what does that look like for you? I know you've gone to you know different uh, physical therapists yep. and stuff like that to try and be proactive. But um, give give us some insight into what you've done so far <clears throat> and how, what you are doing. I came to realization that um, I have to work more on my technique um, to get better on my technique to lift uh, safer. Um, that's what I'm focused on right now. And, um, going into physical therapy, going into the, the spine, spine therapy, uh, that you recommended, uh, working on mobility. Like before I start front squatting, I work 45 minutes on my mobility and my stretching and warming up. I mean, it's taken longer. Some folks doesn't even have, uh, that much time, but we have to be more careful what we are doing beforehand to prevent injuries um and honestly mobility has so much to do with your about your lifts you know absolutely yeah i i definitely agree with that and you know uh, to just to add to that not everyone has the issues that you've had not everyone has to spend 45 minutes i mean uh, as a perfect donovan uh, donovan's always had great positions and and good mobility he can just walk up to a bar cold and have a perfectly upright squat Mm -hmm. um that's never really been an issue for him so you know everybody's different and Mm -hmm. and when when you become a master's athlete i think you're, you're still different from everyone else it's not like all of a sudden when you become a master's you've got to everybody's got to be doing this one certain thing, but you have to be a little bit more intelligent about whatever it is that you have to do. So, you know, whereas, you know, with Donovan, maybe it's pushing himself a little bit too hard and trying to keep up with the young bucks because of ego or whatever. Um, And with you, maybe it's, you know, like you said, it's, it's dealing with the issues that you've had in the past and you've lost what we were talking about it the other day in in the last couple of years, you've, was it 70 70 pounds? Yeah. 70 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, so what, what, what were you at your heaviest? Well, uh, well, if you want to really go back where, when I gave birth, 
Uh, I was 273. 273. Yep. Wow. Um, I went down to uh, 74 kilo for, for June. Yeah. Um, and then it's been like back and forth, 10, 15 pounds, up and down, up and down. But I'm staying around that range. Yeah. So anybody that's doing the math on that, 74 kilos, that's or 75 kilos, just to be easy, is 165 pounds. Mm-hmm. So you literally lost, if you're talking about from your heaviest to your lightest, you literally lost over 100 pounds. Yes, and that happened. Uh, well, I started at two thirty when I was Olympic lifting. Yeah, so so, so you, from from the point of weightlifting, you started at two thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's seven. What is that? Seventy five or seventy pounds? Mm-hmm. Something seven, like that. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I mean, def, definitely a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so Aisha, what specifically have you been doing? Because you've had some kind of like poor dorsiflexion, and your back has been an issue. So I want you to talk about what you've done um, to counteract that. Uh, working with your physical therapist, ART, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, ankle, left ankle, right ankle, uh, because I wasn't able to get onto upright torso uh, position or overhead or front squat, uh, working on a lot of calf mobility, ankle mobility, and also mid-back. Uh, my mid-back would give out uh, during the front squat, so trying to mobilize my mid-back. Um, today he worked on my hips. I mean, it's all related together but it's really starting from the ankle so um that's what we have been working um and we see that a lot we see those issues a lot in females or not just females in in, in people in general that have lost a lot of weight because of the the calves and the ankles having to be so tight from carrying that extra weight that the body isn't the the skeletal load isn't used to you know on, on a normal basis and then obviously that kind of um, that forward tilt that we get from all the extra weight up front, so mm-hmm. to speak, right? Um, and you know the pelvis tends to tilt a little bit, and so all those things are pretty common when we see someone that has um, lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what what is it? Give me some stretches, and I mean, I've, obviously we're on a podcast, so you can't demonstrate them, but give us some basic stuff that you get that you do now. Um, that has helped you the most. Okay. I'm doing the floss on my ankles. Um, mm-hmm. So like voodoo band, voodoo like band, Kelly Starrett. Exactly. Voodoo, voodoo, voodoo band. Um, and also on my calf. Uh, he's been doing the, the cupping. Uh, do you, are you yeah, familiar with cupping about, on yeah. the calves? Um, rolling a lacrosse ball on the ankle joint. A lot of that one. Uh, also, like stretching uh, your calves on the like put the forty-five pound plate and then stretch your calves and your ankles. Um, and also doing uh, putting the foam roller on your mid back and and get it get an arch on your mid back like you're kind of doing a crunch, mm-hmm. but you're a reverse crunch. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're you're just activating your mid back. Yeah. Um, uh, we're working on those right now. You're making me want to sit up straighter when you say that. Yeah, I know, right? I just get a pop on my back because yeah. I had to sit up straight. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So, and you have, um, how long have you been working on those kind of three or I guess four things in general? Um, Two weeks really? right now. So that's yes, something you with, just started recently. With, with, yep, with, with okay. Dr. Jared, I've been doing it two weeks, and I show my video to him today. Mm-hmm. Well, I did the three sets of two, 62 kilo overhead squat, and he was, he couldn't believe it. Yeah. He was so thrilled to see it. Uh, my torso was upper. 
You know? So it wasn't that you weren't doing anything before, but we feel as though maybe you weren't doing the exactly right what you yep. needed to do. Mm-hmm. And that's something that a lot of people don't talk about because you have all these mobility videos online. And I, and I love Kelly Starrett to death. Mm-hmm. He's done so much. Like Brandon always says, a co-host, he always says he's made stretching cool. Mm-hmm. It wasn't cool before. And like he's made it cool. The only issue with that is, is that all this information is out there but you can't necessarily disseminate what you need and what you don't need. There's not necessarily a, you know, a program out there to, to say like, hey, you've got this issue. You need to do this because mm-hmm. everything's different for everybody, just like we were talking about. So you needed to go to someone who specifically knew what, what they were talking about mm-hmm. and knew your situation. They could look at you without, um, you know, unbiasedly and, and be able to say, okay, this is the issue. Let's focus on these things and forget all this other BS. Mm-hmm. Let's maximize the time that we have. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, just that alone, you know, has probably saved a lot of time for you, even yep. though maybe you haven't changed the amount of work. It's not like you're doing anything extra. Mm-mm. You're just spending that time more productively now. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a big shout out to, you know, professional physical therapy, um, you know, people that, that actually have, and I'm not talking about like a physical therapist, like at a gold's gym or something mm-hmm. like that. A lot of the times those people don't necessarily have that knowledge, but someone who understands what you're doing, be it weightlifting, CrossFit, powerlifting, whatever it is. Um, and they can apply what you do and how you need to move in the positions that you need to be in. And, and then think, you know, disseminate, okay, what is it that we need to make? You know, what movement patterns do we need to improve and where do we need to get them for you to be optimally moving you know, for your sport. That's right. Um, and I think that's the difference between somebody who, you know, went to like life university or something like that. Um, and just, and I'm not, that sounds horrible. I'm not saying anything negative about life university. I'm, I'm saying about an individual who just got a degree who maybe doesn't understand, um, some of the sports and they're just throwing textbook stuff at people. And then someone who actually does understand the human body and how it works with sports and mm-hmm. uh, just kinesiology in general very well. Um, so Donovan, I want to go back to you because you have had, like you said, some nagging injuries. Let's talk about some of the injuries that you've had, um, and, and kind of where they, where they originated from and all that. What's Um, the biggest one that you had some issues with? Um, what was it? Your your knee a while? Yeah. The latest thing, uh, my right knee, uh, was just painful to, to squat at all. So, um, and that turns out that it's all related to stretching and mobility you know it's just like getting slowly getting tighter over time and and uh until all of a sudden it's a problem so kind of work through that and with specific exercises and and uh it's gotten a a lot better you know it wasn't anything uh long-term problem or anything it was uh but it could have been yeah it could have been didn't address it yeah and that's kind of what we're talking about right so that's you know and that was a big lesson for me that wow i i do need to get ahead of this stuff before it becomes a problem because you know i'm like oh well my knee's never been a problem before why is all of a sudden it's a problem well because you don't stretch and you're not doing (laughs) it because you're training like an asshole yeah you're training like a 16 year old (laughs) isn't it funny though how like when when we're so resilient um, to all these injuries is when we're ignorant to how to prevent them. And then as we gain the knowledge of how to do it, it's kind of like there's this, you know, this matrix of gaining knowledge, um, to, you know, to whatever the issue is and being resilient to the issue. You know, I saw Mm -hmm. a, a great thing online somewhere of like, um, the matrix of, you know, from your late 
teens to like late 30s and how like you know, go out stay out all night and party like a rock star when you're in your 18s is really it's the it sounds like a good idea great and then the getting up um at a nice hour and going shopping at the market at the fresh market that was like that it's like are you crazy <laughs> but those things meet somewhere and then the, they switch, you know, to where right. you're in your, when you're in your late thirties, you're like, are you, I don't, I'm not going to go out all, all night. Are you yeah. kidding me? Like, and this kind of the same thing happens with injury and injury prevention is, you know, um, you don't think about it when you're very resilient to it. And then when you're not, that's when you do. But obviously if we could, when we were younger, that's the cliche, right? Right. If we could get these damn use to, to think about it on the front end, maybe we would be setting some records in our forties and fifties. That's true. But but yeah, cool. Well, um, okay. Next thing I want to talk about is actually competing and um, and what you guys go through and what getting ready for a competition does to you and maybe some of the things that because you guys compete, you know, fairly often. You, you have competed. What are some of the things that you like to do that helps you get ready to compete? And maybe not necessarily on game day, but just in general when you know you have a competition coming up. How does your mindset change as a master? Either one of you guys uh, can start with that. Either. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess I haven't, I don't have a, a set thing down. Still kind of figuring it out, yeah. you know. So we've got another competition coming up uh, next month, the uh, Masters Amer- or American, American Masters in Savannah. So um, so we'll see how that, how our preparation goes for that. But Now, obviously, got- but like as far as like tapering and all those kind of things go, do you know a lot of people are going to train very, very hard leading up to it, then they taper off or whatever. Do you tend to taper off quicker or is your heavy volume before that like not as much, you would say, of what you've seen other, you know, senior uh, weightlifters? We still squat to the <clears throat> and until the, the, the day before or two days before we still keep the leg. Uh, going, but we try out our um, clean and jerk two weeks ahead because we can't recover faster. The snatch uh, we try a week before because the snatch we recover faster. But before then, um, probably two weeks before, we kind of taper it down a little bit more, less less weight and more technique work, but still keep the legs going. Um, no, we don't do that much of a bodybuilding anymore, but still keep the core going. Um, but then we we continue our um before two weeks we're we're loading you know we're lifting heavier and you know so does that is that yeah so well for me this will be interesting is because leading up to pan ams i had a you know more of a dedicated coach with a personalized program and and that's exactly what Aisha just said is is the way that i prepared for pan ams so this time though going into uh, american masters I'm following more of a, a, I guess, kind of a broader program. And uh, and so it'll kind of be up to me to decide how I want to taper. Or how we'll I definitely help you up. with that. So, you don't have yeah. to worry about that. But it'll yeah, be, but. you know, and I may want to toy with it a little. I don't yeah. know. So we'll, we'll kind of see how things feel working up to that. That's, I mean, I guess, um, and maybe this is true of all, all weightlifters, regardless of age, is kind of going by how you feel. You, you have know, to, and, yeah. I mean, coaches are great obviously mm-hmm. but i mean you know most champions out there are going to be able to tell how they feel probably better than anybody else can you really have to know your body and um you know that's when it comes down to it i mean me as being a coach for other people a lot of times you know 
somebody will ask me a question and the the thing that bugs everybody the most is my answer is it depends you know or you tell me you know like because I'm, i want to know how someone else is feeling it's like you know should i be doing this right before a competition you know and, and my question is always you know what do you normally do you know how does that make you feel like you know it's it's more a coach's job is really more of reflecting and and concreting what those person probably already felt in the first place mm-hmm. right like if a person like donovan if you're asking me it's like man should i should i snatch should i snatch heavy today i've, I've got you know a competition in four days you know and um you know and i'm probably going to hit you back with a series of questions after that or whatever he's like you know last time we went heavy you know how heavy did you go and how recent was it um until you went heavy again you know was your second session after that really crappy and maybe that was one of the reasons so like this you know that's just where it's important to keep notes and just to kind of go back and look at your notes and see like oh man i performed really well here and i did this before because you know there's not saying that that's always going to be the right answer but it's almost like you can find answers in the coding you know what mm-hmm. i mean you know there are algorithms you know if if you look in the past that you can see that okay this plus this minus this times this equals this and you know oftentimes it is repeatable but one of the things about being a master is as we get older and as our bodies start to change you know those things aren't as repeatable as they are maybe you know 10 15 years ago and that's and that's why i was curious to see you know if like from your years you know when you first started or whatever maybe if you were in your 30s or whatever well, you said you weren't really doing a whole lot in your 30s yeah but <laughs> so that's a bad example but um but you know what you do how that kind of changes you know as you get older i, I know that i can tell for myself you know i'm not I'm not quite a master yet, but I can just see, you know, in the last five years, the way I've had to approach training in general has had to completely change. Yeah. Um, my goals are still the same, but the way I've had to approach training is completely different. I do have a um, one advice that I lived this myself. Um, as you get older, uh, maybe when you're a senior, you can pull two competitions and within three months, you know, I, I, thought again i would do it i did the june pan am masters and i signed up for the iwf world masters and you know was ready to go and the training uh, you know took a tool on me and uh, you know i injured injured my back during my training it shows that um uh, your body is not ready to do back-to-back competitions so yeah. it's it's a it is very wise for you for the masters athletes to Pick the, pick the composition that they're going to do, and six, seven months after that, maybe do another. Maybe twi- two competitions per year, but no more than twice, because it really is tense for your body. And nobody knew that. You had a coach at that time, and it wasn't like the coach was telling you, no, don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, you feel great. Let's hit it. Let's yeah. hit it hard. And yeah. then you know, we found out, like, okay, maybe man, maybe I need to go back and I need to address my mobility. Maybe that was the issue. You know, whatever it may be, um, you know, everything kind of plays into effect. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's true, not just with masters. Anybody really needs to understand how, at the end of the day, you can have the best coach in the world, but if you're going to be the best you can possibly be, you have to understand your body. and, Mm -hmm. And you can't, fully depend on anybody else but yourself especially in a sport like weightlifting where it's you know it's not a team sport it's exactly you against, it's you against the bar but you guys were talking about something a little bit earlier that i want to go back to because um i like the idea of this and um you know you hear a lot of people uh was it chad Les- wesley smith from juggernaut training system is, is very um very adamant about you know specificity as mm-hmm. johnny uh, donnie shanker would say and you know snatch clean and jerk 
and um and uh you know and the squat or if you're a power lifter you know you don't want to stray at the highest level anyways if you're at the highest level you don't want to stray too far from you know bench squat and deadlift and i totally agree with that but i do think masters um as we get older there are some other things that you know that we have to focus on you know if you're a power lifter or if you're a weightlifter, whatever iron sport you're in and um and you guys mentioned uh bodybuilding you don't mm-hmm. do too much bodybuilding um leading up to that but I believe that bodybuilding is very important mm-hmm. for masters, and I've I've actually told you that myself, both of mm-hmm. you guys, and we've created some programs um, for you guys, kind of on the off, not just for aesthetic reasons. I know Donovan likes to look good with a shirt off and all that <laughs> um, for the ladies, <laughs> Donovan, ladies, man, Conrad, but um, but you know, just for general health, because you know, just snatch and clean and jerk, while they're great um, overall, you know athletic builders explosiveness or whatever um you're not going to really build a lot of muscle you don't really get a lot of hypertrophy i should say Mm -hmm. off of that and i think as you get older and i'm sure there's studies out there that are probably for and and against it but my personal view on that is as you get older you do need to focus on keeping the muscle that you have a little bit more Mm -hmm. and that's why switching it up and uh, trying to be a little bit more well-rounded is more important than someone say in their 20s. Would you guys agree? And 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 what what does your training look like to reflect that on top of your weightlifting training? Uh, yes, I do agree. And I've and that's part of me also trying to figure out what kind of volume I can handle. So I've been prior to most recently, I was on a three day a week kind of weightlifting program, and then the other two days of the week I was doing. Uh, bodybuilding kind of stuff you know traditional kind of globo gym stuff so and that was really cool that worked worked well and i think they helped you know the bodybuilding stuff helped with the weightlifting and getting stronger overhead and and some different things uh since then i've kind of gotten away from that and tried tried something different uh that doesn't have as many bodybuilding elements in it. So it still has some, but not as much. But I yeah. would like to. I'm probably after this competition going to go back to that previous model that I was doing and and focus a little bit more on the bodybuilding. Yeah. Do you, d- does it just make you feel good, or or what are some of the main attributes? Or attributes are probably the wrong word. But you know, what are some of the main positive side effects that you see from that? Oh yeah, the pump. Get the pump. So <laughs> that's what chase the pump, which is new to me because I don't have you know really a gym background or you know before cross before I started CrossFit. Uh, so so I had been missing out on years of that that feeling, and uh, so that's great. And then I do think it it helps me in my weightlifting though. So I, d- I think it has a bigger purpose other than feeling good and looking good. It, I think it does uh, translate into uh, better being a better weightlifter for mm-hmm. me. It does. Okay. What about you, Ashay? Same here, and um, I really like when people say me, how did you get your biceps? <laughs> Bodybuilding. My <laughs> <laughs> bicep curl in the squat rack. You get it from your early pull on your yes, snatch. Exactly. That's what you get. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> That's where she gets those huge biceps from. But no, I agree. I, I like the pump of it, of course. Um, I really like the, the fact that, you know, Growing those muscles as you get older, you need those muscles anyways you really i mean i'm I'm trying to think a little bit more uh future you know yeah. um I, I may not be snatching um maybe fifty kilo or forty five kilo when I'm sixty, but I would like to maintain my muscle mass, you yeah. know increase my metabolism you know um 
done some tests. Um, my two years ago, my resting metabolic was um, 1,300 calories. I my body needed 1,300 calories. Um, I recently tested. It said 2,700 calories. My body needs it. It's lifting weights. Yeah. You know, it's regardless what you do, it's lifting weights. But it bodybuilding has a lot to do with that because I build muscle. And yeah, and and we're not talking about you know when we talk about bodybuilding, we're not talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger exactly. and all this other stuff. But as we do get older, as our hormones change, you know, muscles atrophy, and it's, and it's just that simple. And if you don't do something about it, and you're not proactive about it, and you keep your body in that state of needing to regenerate your muscles, mm-hmm. uh, you know, through, in my opinion, hypertrophy, you know, the number one thing. So you know, bodybuilding, putting blood into your muscle cells, it's healthy. Um, now, obviously, anything you know, you can't have too much of a good thing mm-hmm. you know you, that's why bodybuilders aren't the best weightlifters in the mm-hmm. world you know you, you don't want to be muscle bound um because it is going to pull you know i we've got um you know john north my friend john north and i know you guys know is a mm-hmm. perfect example of that he went off um to do bodybuilding um for a while and while he's stronger than he ever was before you know he's having some you know shoulder issues now because of his range of motion it's just changed. from getting so mm-hmm. muscle bound and specifically in his chest and his shoulder areas that, you know, it's it's hard to get into that position. And if it's hard to get in that position, it's going to be a hell of a lot harder to put 400 pounds over your head, mm-hmm. um, you know, or at least lock it out. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, so, yeah, so that, you know, there is always a happy, um, happy medium for everything. What what do you guys think? I want to move on to the focus of um, of masters weightlifting and um, kind of how a lot of people see it as, as a secondary thing, I think. Um, obviously, everybody wants to see the heaviest weights lifted. And typically, what you're going to see, um, you know, the heaviest weights lifted at would be like a seniors competition. So, you know, I think a lot of times the youth um, and the masters get kind of the, the second, you know, not redheaded stepchild mm-hmm. maybe, but, you know, the second and third place, you know, focal point. Do you guys think that that's changing any in your perspective or what do we need to do to make it change? Because, I mean, I, I think um, definitely the youth, obviously people see that, well, they're going to be a senior eventually, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the masters is almost like, well, these are for the people that can't do the seniors anymore. A lot of people think that. I don't think that's fair. What are your views on that? And, um, yeah, just go off. Oh, well, uh, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, it's it's kind of a masters are a second thought, but it is a growing field. Yeah, I say know? there's more masters now, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it used to be, uh, and it still is probably at a lot of local competitions where if you're a master and you go in, you're going to be, you know, maybe the only person in your division or one or two of you. But now it's it's growing and it's getting to be where it it is a, an actual competition, and there's four or five more people in your division so you do have to fight for a place on the podium you know you're not just going to walk in there and and uh, get a place and uh hey masters are the ones that have money you know we're the <laughs> right so they told no you're absolutely you right know, so that it makes sense to to put more effort and money into masters competitions because they're they're the ones that are going to spend on you know on merch and all the other related yeah. things that go with you never know you might have a master that's obsessed with weightlifting if you give him a gold medal he might give you millions of dollars, dollars. to usaw <laughs> exactly right i mean come on guys yep no um but talking about that um we were talking um a while back with uh, john bros of bros gym who is a um you know who's a master as well and he was a you know pre- pretty good weightlifter he's a great weightlifter really still is a great weightlifter and um, you know, has coached some of the some of the best in the in the country, and uh, you know he made a good point uh, talking about 
the the time the periods that you have so like the 35 division is kind of hot mm-hmm. right now um in the sense that it's people that were just recently you know very top level and and they're just walking into it so that's you know that's kind of hot and then like in the in the in the what is it maybe in the 50s division or whatever you have um people that were you know maybe in the 80s or something like that or maybe maybe even in the higher like closer to the 60s the people that were in the 80s that were really good are coming back but the problem is is that there was a whole time period in there in like the 90s um where people are now like like in your area or whatever there's big changes in the in the age divisions Mm -hmm. you know so like you have like the 35 division can be very competitive and even at the um, you know at the late fifties is very competitive because those are the people in the eighties. But nobody gave a crap about American weightlifting, your U.S. weightlifting in the nineties, and those mm-hmm. people are kind of in your division, so you know, or Donovan, or, or in those divisions around you, or whatever. So, like you're saying, it's it's taken a while for that division to kind of to to jump off, so to speak. And I think obviously with CrossFit and as we go into the future, you're going to see a lot more people get into that division. I think it's going to fill out because we know most CrossFitters, you know, if I mean, obviously the ones that are highlighted are the 19 to 25 year olds, but the vast majority of people that do it are, you know, in their mid to late, you know, mid 30s, you know, 40s and stuff like that. So I'm I'm hoping that we do see, a you know, I guess an insurgence of of you know of the master's division yeah. and oh. i'm i'm seeing in my division you know in and even like maybe the 40 to 44 but 45 to 90 is uh all those guys they're not former weightlifters that are coming back they're brand new people you know yes, they're like me yeah. they're, they're people that came from crossfit or mm-hmm. came from other things that uh somehow stumbled into weightlifting yeah. and uh so it's it's cool that you know it's a bunch of new people and we're all kind of growing together in the yeah. sport Absolutely. Well, cool, guys. Um, is there anything um, you guys want to uh, plug before we get off here? Aisha, I know you've got some stuff you want to talk about with um, with your uh, nutrition, all that kind of stuff. Um, well, I mean, I started to, you know, I go um, this Olympic lifting 100% changed my entire career. You know, um, I got certified with uh, NASM, you know, CES, CPT, and then, um, got my USAW and now I'm working on my nutrition coaching uh, certification program um, I have about 12 clients right now doing programming for them but um, where um, where can someone go if they want to find out more and talk to you about getting um, you know getting training by they can come to the garage come to the garage yes. <laughs> Woodstock Georgia there yeah, you go exactly there's a plug yeah <laughs> but do you have a website or anything like that uh, work working on it right now um, it's been it's been a little crazy with my schedule um, but working on it slowly you know okay well we'll definitely when you guys yeah. when you get all that up we'll definitely mm-hmm. post that on there so everybody knows that um, Donovan um, you're in the IT world <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, want to nah. you want to plug your company no no <laughs> okay well, what is the next competition that you guys have coming up? You said American Masters. Mm-hmm. Yes, American Masters. That it is in Savannah, Georgia. November. Yeah, in November. So mm-hmm. coming up here pretty soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll be sure um, if anybody, uh, if you guys are wanting to check that out, it is in Savannah, Georgia. I don't know if Floyd Lead is going to be um, doing it or not. See, that's what we need to get. We need right. to get someone like Floyd Lead for the Masters to come out there. Like yeah. so, w- some of these old people with all this money. 
They need to come out there and video this and live stream it, and then people will be excited about it. Because yeah. I think old people want to watch old people, damn it. Yeah, and you know, I was about to say it. Um, yeah, Masters, but Masters, it's 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 taken, it's getting bigger. You know, it's like me and Donovan, we've been lifting a little little over than a year, and we got qualified. I mean, this is getting fun and fun, you know, and... And I was in a podium with a world record. I mean, in the Pan Am Masters, the lady that came in the first place, she yeah. broke a world record. It's yeah. not like uh, we barely got qualified. You know, it's it's a lot of hard work involved too into it. And it is legitimate, exactly. Yeah, but it's, it's not a. It's it's not it's not impossible. Anybody can do this. Yeah, really. Absolutely. No that that is a great point. That's a great point to kind of end on too. Is you know if you're out there and you're listening to this. And you're, you know, you're a master's garage athlete. You're just training your garage and you're like, man, I don't want to compete because all these young bucks out here know that there is a place for you Mm -hmm. in whatever it is. You know, if it's USAW, if it's uh, CrossFit in the open, if it's garage games, if it's, you know, AWF, you know, under weightlifting as well or powerlifting, whatever it is, you know, there, there are divisions out there for you. And, and while some people may look at them as less in the senior division, in many ways, they're more important than the senior division mm-hmm. because it's giving everyone the chance to be what they want to be. And, um, and that's why I think it's beautiful. And that's why I want to see it grow. And hopefully you guys do, too. Um, if you are, uh, if you do have a comment about that, make sure you uh, let's continue this uh, the conversation on Twitter at Garage Athletes. Um, you can ask us, uh, Donovan or Aisha, um, any questions, and we can come back to that. Or if you have comments on anything that we talked about on the show, make sure you hit us up on there. Um, as always, you can get all our content on uh, garageathletes.com. You can follow us on all social media at Garage Athletes, including Facebook, and we have a YouTube channel as well for all the video content that we put out with everybody. So um, we've got a lot of cool stuff going on. You guys, make sure that you check out the, uh, since we were talking about weightlifting, Aisha was on the Enderton Strength Seminar online video that we shot that mm-hmm. is available on garageathletes.com, which is a really great in-depth look on not only um, how to do the weightlifting movements, but but why you should do them that way. Um, and you can get that on, um, on pre-order um, for the next week or so um, before the price goes up on garageathletes.com. So go check that out. And um, I think that's it, man. Thank you guys so much for coming on. This has been Thank really you. cool. And, um, and uh, hopefully good luck in savannah Mm -hmm. again i'm sure you guys are going to bring home gold thank you and uh and we will see you on the next one all right right. take care guys bye garage athletes is produced in partnership with the oamnetwork.com and garageathletes.com